Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 481. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from Merritt, British Columbia. Yes, BC Lions fan here. And uh, what's going on in the world today? I don't know what's going to happen. BC just finally dropped their vaccine passport mandate. Actually, they didn't. They're idiots. They're fucking stupid. Can you believe this shit? Um, So on Tuesday, they made the announcement that uh, the passports will not be required anymore. So what difference does it make when it is? Why don't they just say effective immediately? No, they don't do that. They say as of Friday morning at midnight, midnight 01, which becomes Friday, okay, the vaccine passports are no longer required. Okay, now, I have an orthopedic surgeon appointment tomorrow, which is Thursday, in Kelowna. Now, Kelowna is the only city that's close by me that has a keg restaurant. So, being the person who absolutely will not vaccinate with this stupid, ugly, dumb shit that everybody else seems to want to put in their body, I say, I don't have that vaccine passport, obviously. So, I phone up the keg and I say, okay, well, you know, uh, it's over on Friday And they said, no, I'm sorry, we are following the government mandates to the letter that you can not come in. And I'm going, look, I want a 6.30 reservation. Five and a half hours later, I wouldn't need one. Oh, I'm sorry, that five and a half hours is important. I said, fuck off, it's important. It's not important to anybody. Why are you doing this? And I said, you're pissing me off, and that's not what you're supposed to do to clients. Anyhow, so I can't go to the keg after my orthopedic surgeon's appointment, which really pisses me off because, like, what difference does it make? It's only five and a half hours. But, no, those are important five and a half hours to the keg restaurant, and I think that's absolutely disgusting and despicable. And uh, we're going to – I don't know. There's nothing I can do about it. Just people are stupid. It's just people are stupid. I, I don't know what else to say. And what, what happened? Uh, today I found a, a post, and what does it say? I wish pets lived longer, life wasn't so expensive, cake didn't make you fat, and people weren't such fucking idiots. And, and that's just a fact, right? I don't care what your belief is on whether the vaccine works or not. I, I, I don't care. It's not really relevant to me. I, I, it doesn't. I don't care. It doesn't matter to anybody what your beliefs are or my beliefs are or anybody's beliefs are. But the fact of the matter is that five and a half hours wouldn't make a difference to anyone in the world. Oh, my God, I'm going to be contagious. I'm going to catch COVID-19 somewhere in that five and a half hours, and I'm going to infect the entire keg restaurant. Like, seriously, how stupid do you have to be to follow that rule to the letter? Seriously, I, 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 I really would love an, a, an answer from somebody that would actually could, could justify this. Even Sparky can't justify this. 
I haven't asked him, but I'm sure he can't justify it because there's no logical reason for it. This is a control issue. They, the government, they, the people, they, whoever's in power, want to control all the little sheeple. And all the little sheeple are lining up to take, be taken care of. Now, here's the problem with being a sheep. You live your entire life being afraid of the wolf. And in reality, it's the shepherd who eats you. Think about that one. That's ironic, isn't it? Very deep. Anyhow, uh, I have no, I, I, I can't say no. I have Will. Will is always on this podcast. He's, he's my hero. He, he is my buddy. We're, we're, we're always on these podcasts. In fact, I think he's actually made more podcasts than I have. Um, which is kind of rare. I, I rarely miss a podcast. Anyhow, he's the only one here. This Rudy guy, he didn't show up. Charles, I don't know what's going on with him. He's just like missing in action, saying he's having headset issues. Uh, I, okay, um, just pick up the phone. Don't use a headset. Just kind of hold it there in your ear or it, it, hit the speaker button. That works really well, honestly. Um, Bluetooth is too complicated. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand it. So we don't have... Rudy, we don't have Charles, and we don't have our good buddy Chris, um, who we actually miss. We haven't had Chris in quite some time, and wish him all the best and hope that he comes back to play with us soon. Uh, that being said, I'm going to open up the mic here and bring Will into the show because, hey, I got nothing else to say. But, Will, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? Hello. I, 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 cannot, I cannot disagree with you one little bit as far as five and a half hours before the de- why did they even make a deadline why didn't they just say okay passports you no longer need them right now we haven't had passports in calgary. we haven't had passports in calgary in i think three weeks or four weeks and well, but they it, did it, it just the like convoy. that they did they did it just like that they said oh in two weeks time no passports will be required i did did people have to gear up so they could throw their passports away is that what it was I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand it. <laughs> Anyways, um, actually, this week has been interesting for me. It's been a mortality week. Me and you talk all the time about um, getting up there in age, and and I try and do my best to eat properly and exercise and all that stuff. You know, I was at the gym on Saturday morning, and there's a guy that I've said hello to for 10 years, I don't know him very well. I just said hello to him as a courtesy. Another guy walks up to me on Saturday and says, hey, did you hear what happened to Rob? And I'm like, who's Rob? And he says, oh, that's that guy you talk to every Saturday morning. I said, oh, yeah, okay. What happened to Rob? He was out walking his dog on Monday morning, and he had a massive heart attack, and he was dead before he hit the ground. And he was 61 years old, and he was a workout guy. And he died. So I don't know what the best way is to stay alive in this world. You know what well, I mean? I just, you know, there, there was a Chinese doctor. Time, I guess. Yeah. There's a Chinese you doctor know? once that said, "Exercise is stupid. Your heart has so many beats in it. You work out. You elevate your heart rate. You beat faster. You die sooner." Yeah. Okay. Only has I, so I, many beats. Sometimes I'm not gonna. Sometimes I'm not gonna disagree with that. It's an interesting, and I ha- interesting philosophy. And I have, uh, and I have known some 350 pound people 
who were unhealthy as shit that lived into their 90s. So, I don't know. And smoked. And smoked and drank. So, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. So, there you go. Um, Rudy does have a legitimate excuse for not being here, Christopher, and I went and discuss it with you online. So He does? Well, he's on. He's just giving me his, yeah, his number, so was, I'm, I'm putting said, it in. He said, but, he, was, he said he was coming on pretty quick. So. Okay. But Charles is online here. He's, he's, he's there. I haven't introduced him yet, because, but he's been there. I so, just Charles, got here. welcome to the show, buddy. Yeah, you did. Thank you well, very actually, much. You Finally, I'm here. Rudy just got here, but that's the thing. Okay, well, I've been scrambling around trying to get my headset to work. Brand new headset I bought last week, and it won't even turn on. you got to charge it, Charles. I have it plugged in right now, and it still won't turn on. I got it's, the charger plugged in and everything. Where, where uh, you I bought it off of Amazon. Yes, uh, send it back. I was going to say, Charles, take it back. Send it back. I might they be have doing a great that return because, policy. But my my old one that I had uh, that stopped working. I just tried it for the on a whim and it started working. So go figure. There you go. Yeah. There's so, two places well, you have phenomenal return policies. Amazon is one of them, and Costco is the other. Yes. We actually just bought our hot tub from Costco. I, I wish I had a hot tub. I saw a guy. I saw a guy one day at Costco. He brought in half a roast that was already cooked, and he complained that it was tough. And they gave him his money back. He probably overcooked it. I know, but they took it back, man. I was I was in line. I was in line, and I just I couldn't believe it. Okay. Yeah. Wonder if they gave him full value for it. They probably 100% did. Hundred percent they did. Hundred percent they did. They would have gone back into his record and found out what he paid for it, and they would have given him full yeah. value for it. Absolutely. Like, we have brought back an ice huh. machine six times now. Like we we use this ice machine until it dies, and then we go and buy another one, and we break, take it back and <laughs> take the other one back. And uh, we've got like six ice machines out of this because they keep, you know, they only last about three or four months and they die. So, because hmm. we use a lot of ice in our house because there's nine people. So, um, yeah. And uh, they just keep replacing it over and over and over again. So, anyhow, I, I, I like Costco. It's, it's a cool store. And uh, lots, of, lots of good clothing deals and lots of good, I mean, Carhartt shirts I was buying for 19 bucks. Carhartt t-shirts. Go anywhere else? They're forty nine dollars. The That's true. So I I heard Rudy. So we might as well introduce the little boy. Um, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? How's Manitoba? Oh, uh, not bad. Um, <laughs> had uh, firefighter practice tonight. That went good. Uh, filled the Florida tank and changed some water. And yeah. Uh, it's actually garbage weather here. It's zero degrees, but it feels like minus 10. It's like that snowy sleet where it's really fine drop with the snow, then it turns to ice water. Uh, yeah, and then I just got home a few minutes ago and uh, had a few uh, little family issues there I was talking to Will about. But, uh, no, overall, not bad. Keeping busy, so. Um, okay, so so I was at yeah. fire practice the other day, and we just we just bought a hot tub. 
okay? And because it's springtime up here, the water, you know, the runoff and everything else, our well is a little murky. Like the water's not quite clear and everything else. And you don't really like taking a bath, so it's okay to have a shower but because uh, you don't see it. Uh, but you didn't really want to put it in the hot tub. So at fire practice, we bought, brought the fire truck up and filled the hot tub with the fire truck. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to do that here. We were we were using some pretty shitty well water tonight. Yeah, no, we 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 got great water down there in the city, and uh, yeah, we filled up the hot tub. It was fast, a half inch line, which goes real fast, right? Eight hundred gallons, <laughs> dump the whole dump the whole truck. Yeah, no, that would rip. That'd be quick. Yeah, speaking yeah. on uh, complaining about a roast at Costco, I saw a documentary one time on a guy, and uh, he uh, he would meet different girls on Tinder, and he'd make them fall in love with them, and then he'd steal all their money, and actually, surprisingly, a lot of them were dumb enough to believe him, and he'd move around the world to all different countries, have fake Rolexes. He was a scammer. But uh, he did very well, and anyway, when it was all said and done, I think he only did four months in jail, and now he's out of jail, and he's rich again off scamming people. But uh, anyway, he'd go to restaurants, and uh, he'd go to the fanciest restaurants out there, get a beautifully cooked steak, and uh, when he was getting ready to leave, he'd complain about how bad the food was so he'd never have to pay for a meal in in the restaurant. Well, I, there's a lot of restaurants that have a policy is that you can complain about your steak if there's one or two bites missing, but you can't complain about Not your steak you if it's gone. Yeah. No, so this guy was an that wouldn't guy. that wouldn't fly in a lot of restaurants. No, no. Yeah, this was mainly all in Europe, I believe. <clears throat> uh, personally, he just sounds like somebody that should be killed. Oh, he's a piece of shit. He's from America. But but I've watched the same movie. It's called Tinder Swindler. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's the one. And and I do believe that when all was said and done, he built women for $23 million. Something like that. Yeah. So so he may be a scumbag, but he is quite the salesman, or women are stupid. Did I say that out loud? But hey. It's the shoe fit. No. Well, what can I say? He's a terrible, terrible person, but he's not an idiot. No, no not at all. No, no, well, no. you know, my, my wife sent me a picture today of a um, a, a John Deere uh, UTV. You know what I'm talking about? Those utility vehicles, kind of like a, yep. a, a Gator, yep. only like really cool John Deere one. Yep. Really nice and yep. shiny, looks brand new, everything else. And it's... Uh, 2014 so it's eight years old but it looks brand spanking new and it uh you know it says that the the woman's husband died and she just wants to sell it and it's for sale for two thousand dollars and my wife says buy it buy it buy it buy it and i said i'm not buying it she goes why not and i says because it's a scam and she goes, how do you know that? And I says, look, you're going to talk to them. They're going to want you to e- e-transfer a deposit of $500, and they're going to scam 100 people for $500, and they got 50 grand, and you do not have anything but a receipt. <laughs> and she goes, they wouldn't do now, that. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, they, they would do that. And then I went to look at the person's profile, and they've got the same thing listed from Brampton, Ontario, 
uh, Calgary, Alberta, Regina, Saskatchewan, all every, every place imaginable. They have ha- they have posted this on Craigslist or wherever, or Facebook Marketplace, and for the same thing, two thousand dollars. They turn off all commenting and all messaging, and they say email this address. Yeah. Yeah, and, they had the same problem. Yeah, they had a big problem in Brandon, uh, Manitoba, with. Uh, well, yeah. Anyway, it was a native lady, but she was scamming people for iPhones. Um, they 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 eventually found out who it was. Um, but yeah, no. So the whole e-transfer thing, you can you can take them to court and get your money back, but that only works if you have the the real person. Um, right. Yeah, I, I I I'd never buy something from someone on Facebook that looks fake. Like I'd want to make sure that's them first, because I love e-transfer, but like you got to make you got to know it's an actual real person. <laughs> Hell yeah. You want to meet them first. Well, you know, I bought yeah. something off of the thing, and I said, do you want me to e-transfer you a deposit? And they said, no, I want cash when you show up. And I went, cool. I'm all over that. Yeah. 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 Both work. Because yeah. then you pretty much know the guy's legit. Well, i got to see him in the eyes before I'm going to roll him any cash. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and usually by then there's a lot of correspondence that's going, been going back and forth, and we've kind of established the fact that they're not posing me. But yeah, anyhow, there I send it to you guys in the chat. Just take a look at this thing, and would you buy this for two grand? I would buy it from two grand in a heartbeat if the guy was standing on in front of me and said, "Hey, I want to sell this for <laughs> two grand. I would do here." <laughs> it looks brand new, never used, man. It looks like they just screenshotted a picture from a from a John Deere dealership. Somewhere. Yeah, I mean this this yeah this looks like something that you'd see in an advertisement. It's okay. like not a spot on it. Go to the person. Perfect condition. Go to the person. Look at the ad, okay? And and go to the person's uh, Facebook page. That guy's named Peggy. <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter what the yeah. It's it's Peggy that's got it listed for her aunt. Now click on Pe- Peggy Trom, okay? It's listed and it will like go all all over the place. Look at it. yeah, different angles, Ontario, different pictures. Yeah, this ain't okay. legit. <laughs> this seller has turned on vacation mode and currently won't accept orders or receive messages. Yeah, exactly. Total praise to grand. You can touch. Yeah, no, no. This ain't legit. I would. Don't give these people a dime. It, it, it's hilarious, right? I mean, like, but how many people would do that? Go, oh my God, I'm first in line. I've got this. Oh my, yeah. I'll, I'll e transfer you full payment right now. Here's two grand. I'll come pick it up tomorrow. Yeah. The person selling it is named Peggy, yet the email says Charlie Cox nine forty nine. Yeah. Well, but but you'll read the thing, read the, the post, right? And it says, "Hi, the the John Deere is belongs to my aunt. Total price is two thousand dollars. You can get in touch with her directly at Charlie Cox." Oh. Okay. Right. I I mean. There's nothing the matter with what they did. I mean, the ad is is cool and everything else, but you know, here's one that was you know uh, posted a week ago from where uh, Bellevue, Ontario. 
right? Go to another one, and it was Red Deer, Alberta. Go to another one, and it's posted from Toronto, Ontario. You know, like, who falls I'm gonna for this shit? Him. I'm going to message him and ask him if shipping's included. You, you, yeah. you can't. It's turned it off. He's in vacation. Yeah, now. they won't accept messages. <laughs> and they also you, apparently... You do send him an email. And they apparently also <laughs> sold a large dresser and mirror that they lifted in McAllen, Texas. Yeah. They get around, obviously. Yeah, no kidding. They sold... For sure. But anyhow... So people out there, listen, fans, CFL fans out there, don't fall for shit on Facebook, okay? Don't fall for shit. It just, like, don't, okay? Don't. Actually, in Merritt now, they've got two parking spots in the police parking lot that is for the uh, safe exchange of goods. So if you buy something from somebody online and you you don't want to get scammed or beat up or robbed or whatever else, you can meet at the police station parking lot. And anybody who's a scammer isn't going to meet you in the police parking lot. Right? So I, it, it, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I don't have a problem with meeting anybody anywhere. But uh, they park, have, I think it's a good they, idea, for, especially for people that are timid. Do they have police officers in merit? Oh, we have more cops per capita than anywhere in B.C. But, I think oh, Canada. Really? Yeah, well, look, where really? is Merritt? Where's Merritt? I don't know. How many highways come into Merritt? One bunch, I would assume. One? Are you sure? No, 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 sorry. No, there's the Coquihalla, there's the uh, there's number highway three five. comes highway into five Merritt, eight, highway, highway five. five. Yeah, okay, never mind. Number eight, there's, yeah. 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 There's just plethora of highways come into Merritt. It's a hub. And, uh, yeah, they, they patrol all of these highways, and they have all these transients them in here. No, Merritt has more police per capita than anywhere else in, I think, Canada. So, Are they police or are they RCMP? RCMP. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk some football. Is everybody okay? Your dog sounds kind of unhappy. Is that, is that right? That's keeps on Charles. Barking. My dogs are really happy. No, Actually, it's my dog. That are, my dog freaks out like normal. You know what? Let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step away for a minute and get the dog to shut up so you're not going to keep hearing it in the background. <laughs> I just got to bring them down. I'm going to bring them out downstairs. When they're upstairs, they bark at any little thing that walks past it window. It's really freaking annoying. So I'm going to go get him and get it shut up. I'll be back in a minute. What? Don't, don't kill it. I won't. Yep. Okay. Good. Yep. Okay. I'll be right back. I, I, I was worried. So, Charles, you know, the, before, the dog before we start the, the thing, um, today my wife and my daughter went to Costco because Costco's the place to go, right? And my wife came home with this two and a half foot high gnome, garden gnome with a mushroom and it's uh, sitting outside of my computer office here on a stump. Okay. My dog lost its shit on him. He just put his dog gnome there and the dog barked at it for two hours. I thought it was going to eat it. It was funny as hell. I'm sorry, but yeah. Talk about pissing off a dog. Get a dog, get a garden gnome that's as big as him. Her. 
or again, all girls here. Okay, uh, segment one. The Argos Stampeders voted in favor of four-down football at the CFL League meetings in Toronto. A report by, uh, what's his nuts? Uh, Arash Madani. Three-down nation. Yeah, well, it was a three-down nation. Arash Madani of three-down nation. First off, nothing three-down nation says has any credibility. Arash Madani, if he opens his mouth, we know he's lying. Okay, that's how you tell that he's lying. He opens his mouth. Okay, I have no respect for this man. He is, you cannot call him a journalist. You can't call him a reporter. You can't call him anything. And he is anything but CFL supporter. Okay, why he even exists and has a job, I, I'm totally... I'm confused by it. Totally confused by it. How does he have a job? Because he comes Anyhow. So, any credibility to this, William? Do you believe that the Calgary Stampeders have voted for four-down football? Well, you know what? I, I, okay, I'm going to pretend that, that they would actually do that. And maybe Dave Dickinson's philosophy behind that or John Hoffman's philosophy behind that is with four-down football, um, you'll get more offense in the game. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. And maybe you can pass the ball three times instead of two times. So I don't know why they would do it because I really believe that if they change this to four downs, I think people will stop watching the CFL that watch it all the time. I really I do. do too. And I and I am that and I am that I'm that adamant about four downs. I do not believe they should put four downs in the Canadian Football League. Once again, you're 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 copying the NFL, and it doesn't work unless you're the NFL. Pretty simple. You will lose so, more you fans go. than you will gain. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, I, I, honestly, I don't know anybody out there who will just go, "Oh, the CFL's four down football." I'm gonna I'm gonna be a fan now. Yeah, I've well, never but, gotten that logic. But you know what? The one thing I was thinking, because I did think about this when I read this article last the other day or something, I thought to myself, imagine the waggle and having an extra down. I think you'd see lots of scoring. I still don't want to change it, but I still think you'd see lots of scoring. So. A hundred percent. hundred percent. The defense would not have a hope in fucking hell. No. No, they okay? would not. Why even have defense on the field? You could it, it, the, the score in these games would be 180 to 160. You you couldn't stop them. All you would need to do was, uh, especially on that big field, is average two and a half yards per down. Yeah. Now that's one thing on the smaller NFL field. You do that on a uh, on a uh, a CFL field, it's going to be like shooting fish in a barrel. It really would. I'm all over it. You know, I I I just I I just can't believe it. I mean, you want to increase offense in in the CFL, and sure, go to four-down football. It's not going to be and an would, exciting game. Would, would, 
The other thing is, would four down football put more asses in the seats in Toronto? No. I don't know what would put more asses in the seats in Toronto. So Bring the team. I don't even think I don't even think Toronto voted for that. So once again, the minute I read that, I was a little pissed at Calgary, but then I realized it was third down nation, and it's like, okay, give me a reliable source, we'll go from there. So. You know, the, the thing about Four Down Nation, and, and, and I don't know why I, can, I even care, um, they don't allow comments on their articles. Because <laughs> they would get beat up. I'm sorry. They used, to, they, were con- they used to. They were consistently getting um, slammed. Crashed. So they stopped doing it. Getting absolutely hounded on. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think uh, I, I don't think this article has a lot of credibility. Um, I, I don't think the Stampeders would want that. I, I could see Toronto wanting that though, just because even though they won't get one, they want an NFL team and they want to they want to be a city with all big four sport markets. Um, I was listening to Rod Peterson a couple weeks ago. There's a really good show on him actually, and he's talking CFL on, on purpose. <laughs> yeah. It, remember, it was a, it was a, remember Christopher. Remember Christopher. He bought a Matt Nichols jersey. Okay. Hey, Ron Ron Peterson, Peterson, he's a he's a friend of mine. Actually, we talk quite regularly. I just don't I, listen I to do, a show. Yeah, so I, I don't listen to it lots. But if, when I'll go on YouTube and I don't watch his whole long show, but. Like specific CFL clips that are five to fifteen minutes. I'll watch here and there. Anyway, besides the point, he was talking to. I'd have to go back and look. I I don't know if it was Justin Dunk, or if it was someone else. But he, out of out of respect for the media member, he wouldn't mention his name. But he said he was in, he was in Toronto about two years ago, or sorry, right before COVID, so 2019. And he went there to watch a Riders and Argonauts game. And uh, he got talking with a few guys from Sportsnet, which I assume Madani was probably one of them. And uh, they said, hey, Rod, like, what's up? What are you doing in Toronto? And they're all at the Sportsbook. And he said, uh, what do you guys think I'm here for? I'm, I'm here for the Rider, Rider game, Riders and Argo game. And they all laughed at him and said, that's cute. So... Basically, what are you saying? Like getting at like Sportsnet. Sportsnet doesn't give a shit about the CFL, and you guys already all know that. Um, the media in Toronto doesn't give a shit about the league. They don't. They don't even. They have some of the cheapest tickets in the league, and they don't. They don't care to support it. So I, I think this article is just. Uh, it prob this pro- this article probably is like legit that it was wrote like written, but like the facts in it probably aren't like. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe a thing that Madani has to say. I think no, he hates absolutely. the CFL. I don't even know why he reports on it. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What did you just say? You think he hates the CFL? Well, I well I know he hates the CFL. Oh, okay, that's better. Oh, he's a massive CFL hater. Like, I, I don't know if you guys know them, but they used to be on Sportsnet, and they were great. They loved the CFL, but they're, they're kicked off, and now they have their own podcast. Uh, John Shannon and Bob McGowan, 
they they like the CFL and they don't talk about it a lot, but when they do, they they and they they still go to every Grey Cup. But ever since those guys left Sportsnet, oh I don't know, five six years ago, any anyone who has anything to do with the CFL in in the Sportsnet uh, room or whatever, they don't care about them. They bash them constantly behind closed doors. <clears throat> and you almost see they almost never show. Um, well, they show them, but um, they're always late in the late in the um, in the show. They'll show the CFL highlights. They'll show one or yep. two from the game, and that'll be it. They're, I think the best word to use. They're, they're ignorant about it. I uh, no no. I think it is a lot more to do with disdain. Okay, but my I, I don't understand why anybody would watch it. Why would you would watch Sportsnet? Charles, is that your dog again? No, my dogs are quiet now. It must be Rudy's dogs. No, I don't got a dog. N- neither does Will. Neither does Will. <laughs> but um, Will's. Mrs. Mrs. Will is allergic to dogs. They don't have a dog in their house. I know. Been there. Anyhow. Okay. Uh, I, I I don't know. I just... Do you have anything nice to say about Arashna Madani, Will? You you want to take a shot at him or no? No. Cause no cause Randy I, I, Ambrosi... The minute, the minute I see his article, I don't read it. Okay? And I've seen him on TV, and I think he's a puke, to be honest with you. I don't like him at all, so... Like, well, look at that got nothing, and it's got nothing to do with my racist, redneck attitude, okay? Yeah, we could say something about a sexual orientation, but that would make gays look bad. Um, that was the squeal that said that, wasn't it? Did you go there, you go there Christopher? <laughs> I said that. No, like, look at the smirk on that article. Uh, I know, I don't you know. want to wipe it off his face, right? Yeah, but no, Sportsnet's good for MLB, and that's about it. Other than that, I don't tune into Sportsnet for anything. Okay, I do watch so, hockey on Sportsnet. Yeah, yeah, it's not worth the effort. Okay, CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi took a veiled shot at Sportsnet's Arash Madani after he reported in mid-March that Genesis Sports. The CFL's new data and technology partner was pushing the league to play four-down football. Now, here's actually what Randy Ambrosi said. He said, you know how the story got started, right? A certain member of the media circulated a story suggesting that Genus, Genus Sports or Genus was pushing for the CFL to add a fourth down, which was not true. And certainly Genus indicated it was not true. But then it took on a life of its own as though it was the truth. Do you know why it did that, Randy Ambrosi? Because you didn't come out and fucking say it wasn't right. <laughs> if, if as soon as Rash Madani said that, you came public and said, this idiot does not know what the fuck he's talking about. This is not even in discussion. What a moron. It, we would have looked at Rash Madani and laughed our ass off. Well, we do anyhow. But that's the point. But Randy and Brody, why did you, you let it take get legs for three and a half fucking weeks? 
I'm going in the bathtub. Oh, yeah, okay. That's me swimming. Oh, <laughs> have fun, Patty. <laughs> my Lord, I should have had my mute button on. Too late. She's going swimming in the bathtub. That's okay. She can go swimming in the bathtub. Fine by me. Um, Okay. So, anyways, no. My question is, how does this guy have a job? Who? Which one? (laughs) Which one? Arashmadani. Arashmadani. Well, Randy reports stuff like this. No, no. Arashmadani. If we report stuff like this and it's not true, how does he have a job? Because it's Sportsnet. It's Bell Media. Yeah, and, yeah, and because they, they don't care. Okay. No. So um, this, go ahead. Go ahead. No, the thing that, are supposed the thing that to makes report. Me, okay? They're supposed to report facts. They're supposed to report news. Okay? They're not supposed to make news. They're not supposed to uh, make shit up. They're not supposed to editorialize. They're not supposed to ad-lib. They're supposed to read the news, okay? This is what happened. And then you are supposed to make up your own mind as to how that happened or what was that about. You don't need about 28 talking heads to tell you what you're supposed to think, okay? goes back to Walter Cronkite. I used to like watching Rock Walter Cronkite because he told you what the fuck was going on, and you got to figure it out on your own. That's the way it's supposed to be. This guy just makes shit up so that he can be popular. And you know what? Though that's Canada nowadays, and I I don't know. I hate it's, that. It's like when it's when America. You guys were young, well, yeah, North America. When you when you guys were younger, the news was probably a lot better than it is now. You reported what happened on the daily and and you're expected to tell at least somewhat of the truth. Like the thing the thing that I don't like is so he so Randy Ambrosi, he should have came out earlier. But why why does the league always protect this clown's name? Like until like well this article, which I actually believe this article is true. But if I was the league I'd just say to Madani, hey, you never have anything fucking positive to say about this league, so just don't fucking report on us. I wouldn't let him in. Don't let him in the league. Don't let him to the games. Ban the f- motherfucker. I don't know if they he ever does go to the games, does he? No. I, I don't know. How does, how, does, how does keep my league out of your fucking mouth? How does that sound? <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, though, like, fuck, banish the guy. Get rid of him. Like, he's useless. He's not promoting the league in any way. He's just trying to change it. He doesn't like the league. We, we, we're we aware of that part. We see, we've, we've been watching him for a long time. Like, sure, sure, it would be unprofessional, but I'd love TSN right on, right on the coverage of a game to just absolutely throw him under the bus. Tell fans not to listen to a word out of his mouth. Um, and I guarantee, I, I guarantee you, he was one of two or three guys Rod Peterson was talking about laughing at the CFL. Well, of course he was. the The problem is, is that uh, well, PSN is owned by Bell, 
Sportsnet is owned by Rogers, but Rogers and Bell are partners and the owners of the Argos. So, yeah, it all strings together. I, you know, can TSN toss, you know, another sports network under the bus like that? I, I, I think they have to take the high road and not say anything bad about them. I don't think that they can actually do that. I don't think Randy Ambrosi can do that. Uh, although we wish he would. I don't know. What's your thoughts, guys? Should we just we've bashed what, this what guy? We about? We've bashed this guy enough. Let's keep on going. No, I like bashing. He's fun bashing him. The hell with him. He's an yeah, idiot. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he never ever writes anything positive about the league. It's ridiculous. And he tries to push off, oh, I'm a great supporter of the CFL. No, you're not. Then say something positive for once and stop making up BS stories. Yeah, I, I don't know what to do with him. I'm still pissed at Randy Ambrosi because he could have nipped this in the butt right away. And he, and he let it fester and, 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 and carry on. And, you know, we talked at the, on the last show that it was probably because he wanted to see what the fan reaction was to this and, and that he could come out positive or negative depending on what the, 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 way, the sway of the public was. And uh, so he let it gather its legs on this. And that holds a lot of water with me. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, yep. you know, he's looking for the reaction. Now the reaction was so negative. It was like, oh, my God, Armageddon. And, uh, and so then he came out and threw Madani under the bus. And I'm totally okay with that. But why did it take you so long? If it wasn't true, why wouldn't you come public immediately and say, we're not, a, we're not contemplating this at all? Because he had to go to his boss. No, no, he had to go to his bosses to see what they wanted him to say. That's what it came down to. Trust me. But that doesn't take that long. Well, you never know. They were probably in the Caribbean or something cruising. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows, man? Deep sigh. Okay. So yeah, we can move on now for this. You know, we we can trash. Randy Ambrosi, we can trash Erasmadani. Uh, they both get paid to deal with things with the CFL, and they, it, they're both incompetent at their job. Yep. And, and they both get paid extremely well. I wish Madani okay. called into the Sure. I, I would love him to call him the show. I'd kick his ass. Okay, now this is another Three Down article, and it's by a uh, Three Down staff member, okay? And I really don't like is, putting in, just so you know, I don't really like putting in Three Down articles, but a lot of times in the off season, they're one of the only places that actually has CFL content to take from. So. I, I understand that, Charles, and, and I'm not going to criticize what you do, okay? But... It, it it's sad that we have to rely on these guys for the news. I know because I I think they're a tabloid, um, more of a tabloid site than anything else. Uh, that's and they far too. That's far too nice. 
And I'm pretty sure they have guys that make a living off working for their site. Like, I wonder what else Justin Dunk does. Well, he got fired from his job. What job was that? Where was he? Guys, was he he at TSN? Justin Dunk? Um, I've always just known him as a... I don't think he was. Yeah, he, no, he he, he, he was a, uh, he was a reporter. He was a real reporter, and he got fired yeah, he from his was. job because yeah. he was spending too much time with Three Down Nation. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And <laughs> and that was before that 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 Hamilton Chronicle guy walked away from Three Down. Right. Hmm. What was his name? Edwards. Um, yeah, Drew, Drew. Drew Edwards, Drew Edwards. Okay, that's interesting. I always thought Justin Dunk was like basically the creator of Three Down. No, no, no. No, Drew no, Edwards no. He, was the guy that started it. Yeah, Drew Edwards started it, and then Justin Dunk came in into it, and this, that, and everything. Uh, Justin Dunk was at Sportsnet.ca. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Surprise! Surprise. And he actually was really good at being a CFL reporter. I mean, yeah, I'd rather, I'd I, rather have... I followed him immensely when he was at Sportsnet, right? I mean, he came out, the draft, was it the draft or free agents? Yeah, it was the draft, where he was announcing oh. the draft picks before the, the, the commissioner was. He was pissing people off that day left and right. Right, and, I, and, uh, and he got fired right after that. I think that might be might have contributed. I was going to say to you guys, I thought Justin Dunk owned Three Down Nation. He does. I don't yeah, that's think what I so. Well, he maybe, he, does. Does. maybe he bought it after the fact. I just, I just Googled it, and Drew Edwards used to own it, and in 2019 yeah. it got transferred to contributors. So I'm assuming it's the guys who write the articles own it. Mm-hmm. Well, it got, transferred to, it got transferred to Justin Dunk. Because he was really the That's only, he was the main contributor on it, and Justin yeah. Dunk may have may have brought everybody else involved in it. Okay, yeah. and, and sometimes that is to um, uh, dilute the liability. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind kind of what um, Bob Young just did it in Hamilton, right? Yes. Similar, anyway. Because, yeah, he. I mean, he's still the the principal owner of it, but now he has a whole pile of other people that he he can toss under the bus with and stuff, or to help him out. But you know what I mean? It, it it's diluting the responsibility of ownership in that aspect of things, and that's what Bob Young done, and that it, it appears that that's what Justin Dunn did. And you can say whatever you want about Justin Dunk. There's things he rates and does that I agree and don't agree with. But he de- uh-huh. he, he cares about TFL. Like that's his livelihood. That's his job. Then why why produce such a fucking rag? Good question. You know, when I was a wi- when I was a winemaker, I wanted to be the very best winemaker. Okay, I wanted to win competitions. I wanted to annihilate my competition. I wanted to be the the word that was. You know, synonymous with winemaking in my area. 
That's who I want it to be. You would think that if he loves the CFL, he would want the most credible organization around the CFL. You would think. Okay? So, anyhow, we were talking about another Three Down Nation article, and that Three Down Nation article is about Wally Buono. And organizations are being run by people who have no experience at all. CFL legend Wally Buono believes the league needs more veteran consultants. Okay. This is an interesting concept. Who's he referring to? I got a great idea. Let's go through the league and look at each team and talk about their experience. Well, but what experience are you talking about? Are you talking about coach, the general manager, the president, the owner? All of, all of, all of, all of the above. I think he's, I think in particular, he's talking about management, but I think, uh, Overall, he's talking about uh, management, coaching, pretty much anyone in the hierarchy of the team. Okay. Let's start with the West. Okay. Let's start at the West. Let's let's start with Winnipeg. Okay. That's not the West. We've got... That's Central. Yes, it is. Oh, Western Division. Western Division. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we can start with fucking. We can start with fucking BC if you want to be first, Christopher. That's the only place. Why oh, not? Yeah, you first just said let's year. start with the West, and you said Winnipeg. That's the only place you're going to be first this year. So, anyways, half um, half of Winnipeg's life has been in the Eastern Division. Not half, a lot of it, but. Um. Let's talk about BC. I think they have. Well, you guys start. Who's the president now? Uh, right now, uh, Rick the president Lichelle. is uh, Rick Lachelle. Look, or Leclerc, or whatever the hell his yeah. name is. Didn't I just say it? Or... it... There might. Yes, you did. Okay, now he's the former the... president of the Edmonton Eskimos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so he has some uh, – he's been Experience. in the CFL for decades, okay? Right. So right. And now let's look at our um, general manager, okay? Our general manager is split between Rick Campbell and Neil McAvoy. Neil McAvoy uh-huh. has been on the Lions staff since he was a water boy, okay? I, I, I can't and, remember the BC Lions going back without Neil McAvoy somewhere in the organization. Yeah. So he's been around and, for fucking ever. Okay. And Rich Rick Campbell, Campbell has known about the CFL since he was two fucking years old. Okay. Yep. Yeah. His dad's Hugh Campbell. If there's not somebody who knows more about the CFL, I don't know who the hell it is. Okay. Correct. So we're talking about huge, huge amount of, of respect and knowledge in, in these three men so far. Now look at the owner. Now the owner is new to the CFL as an owner because Really, how many CFL owners get to own more than a couple of teams except David Braley? Um, so, yeah, at one point, somebody is always new to the, to the league. And you have, have to have money, serious money, to be a CFL owner. But he's been a fan since he could walk. 
okay? Herb Doman has been one of the biggest supporters of the CFL, of, of the BC Lions, and of the Waterboy Club since it, it started with um, Bobby Ackles. Okay? Yeah. Now, his nephew now owns the team. You don't, you don't throw millions of dollars at a, an organization where you know you're going to lose money unless you're a fan. Okay? I understand spending a million dollars on an organization if you expect an ROI. Okay? There's no ROI on, on, on a CFL football team. Okay? It, it, it doesn't exist. You're not going to make money off your team. So just And you know that you know going that, in. You know that going in. You're not, you're not going to be – I mean, nobody buys a team and expects it to do worse than the previous owner. But everybody should come in with their eyes wide open knowing that this is going to cost them money. This is, this is a rich man's hobby. Okay? Right. This is not something that you or I can do and say, all right, I'll make some money off of this, turn this thing around. Uh, no, it's not going to happen. Okay? So there's the BC Lions in a, in a nutshell. They have copious amounts of experience. Okay? So now let's go over to the Calgary Stampeders. Who's the coach? Dave Dickinson. Dave Dickinson. Does he know anything about the CFL? I would think so. He's been around in for decades now. He grew up in okay. the CFL. Okay. He did. He did. He did. He cut his teeth in this league. Uh, how about uh, what's his name? Um, John Huffnagel. John Huffnagel. The, the president Huffnagel and the GM, the, John Huffnagel. Yes, okay. Again, Another yeah, yeah, I think he knows a thing or two. He, 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 he's, he, yeah, you'd think. He knows enough to go <laughs> and, on and, and, and Wally Brano passed that experience on to John Huffdagel. Right. Yes, okay. correct. Okay, so now okay. let's talk about the owner, owner of the Calgary Stampeders. Okay, now the owner of the Calgary Stampeders is a corporation that also owns the Calgary Flames. So now... Because this is not a specific person that we can talk about, it's a corporation or a group of individuals or whatever you want to say, they know enough about sports, maybe not CFL, but sports, because they're, they have a successful uh, organization with the Calgary Flames. So I'm, I'm going to assume that they have enough experience to run a football club as well as a hockey team. Okay? It's, it's a business. And and the thing about them is when they took over the Calgary Stampeders, they turned the Calgary Stampeders into a real corporation, just so you know. It yeah. was kind of a mom-and-pop operation before that. Now it's a real corporate entity, okay, if you will. Yeah, it was like a proprietorship sort of thing. Now it's a corp. Okay, so let's go up to the... Um, Edmonton Elks, okay? Chief cook, bottle washer, general manager, coach, defensive coordinator is Chris Jones. Okay? He does have Uh, CFL experience. A lot of it. A lot of it. In a lot of teams. Calgary, Montreal, Saskatchewan, Edmonton twice. Okay? He's moved around the league. He's got... he's, He's... He's been studious. He has been underneath some of the best. He has performed very well. 
he knows enough about this league to say that he is not a rookie in his position. Okay? Who is a senior to him? Victor Hayu. Okay? He's new. He's new. He's new. He's, he's a new, new guy. I don't know much about him, but he's new. But he's creating some hype and bringing some um, experience from outside of the league into it. Much needed outside of the league experience into it. Yeah. So, okay, I'm not, yeah. not going to say that that's a bad thing. I, in fact, that's a, probably a damn good thing. Okay, so now, William, let's do Winnipeg. Yeah. Okay, we got the fat man at the top, Wade Miller. Okay? Yep. Got a little bit of CFL experience. He he actually was a player. And, he was a good uh, player. He was a good player, and he's, he, so far, in my opinion, he's been a pretty good man, uh, president. Okay? Um, we've got four years ago, but neither would you. No, that's true. Okay. Uh, now as a general manager, we got Kyle Walters. Also a CFL veteran. Also a CFL veteran. Also paid $230,000 to a fucking kicker. Everybody's allowed to make one mistake in their (laughs) debut. Okay. He he signed signed her really. You signed Drew Williams as number one quarterback. Okay, that's strike two. <laughs> okay, okay. Wouldn't, um, wouldn't he wouldn't he have been responsible as well for for selling uh, Rudy a uh, uh, Matt Nichols jersey? <laughs> no, that's no, no, no. That's, that's the fat man. No, no, that's Wade Miller's fault. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Now. Um, Let's go down to the coach, Mike O'Shea, um, one of the all-time great special teamers in this league, linebacker, Toronto Argonauts, okay? A little bit of CFL experience with this boy. Yep. Uh, winner of two Grey Cups. Yep. Hard, hard to call anybody in the Western Division inexperienced. No, I you don't think he can really. We do know that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are a... Oh, yeah, we got to do some sketch. I forgot about them. Um, Winnipeg Blue Bomber is a a, uh, uh, community-owned team, so we can't really talk about the ownership group, just like we didn't talk about the ownership group in Edmonton. But the board of directors are the board of directors, and they're there for a reason, okay? So now Saskatchewan Rough Riders. You know what? They might... Well, you see, they might Greg be the Reynolds. most, yeah, they might be the most inexperienced. And I'm not saying they don't have any experience, but in the West, they might be the most inexperienced. Well, the, their president's Craig Reynolds, and he's been there, I believe, since since 2014. So mm-hmm. he's been he's been there for a while now, but uh, I don't know. I don't like him. <laughs> I, I I just don't Nobody like how they run their organization. I'm, I'm, um, I'm pretty sure Craig Reynolds doesn't like himself. Um, it, it's just okay. Now, who's the general manager there? That's Jeremy O'Day. Jeremy O'Day. 
Yep. Again, very seasoned general manager or very seasoned manager. Yeah, uh, played, he worked his way up the ranks. Played in the league. Played, played, played in the, in the league. league as well. Yeah. Okay. And now we got Craig Dickinson, who is the big brother to Dave. Um, and has been, been a coach in the, in the CFL for a long time. Yeah. Special teams coach, bunch of other things, but. Yep. I I don't I don't personally think he's a head coach, but that's not for me to say. I, I'm not going to uh, criticize his experience because he's had years and years and years of experience in coaching in the CFL. Again, a community-owned uh, franchise, so there's no ownership group in there, but their board of directors is very tenured. So I'm okay. There's the complete Western Division. Lots of experience. What's Wally Buono talking about? WTF, Wally. Well, well, understand, though, also, Wally could be getting... See see now? I didn't say that, but if the shoe fits, dance in it. Um, Okay. because, Because he's also the guy, is he not, who recommended that abortion of a coach be the head coach in, in fucking Edmonton, okay? And as much as he's a good coach, and we've said this numerous times, he's not a general manager, and he's not a great head coach. I don't know. I can't say that he's not a great head coach. I can't. He's not a great head I think coach. He did, I think he did a good job in Edmonton the last time he was there, and I think he did a very good job you know, in Saskatchewan. You, know, you, you, talk, you yep. talk all you want about Arash Badani, but Chris Jones makes a mockery of the CFL every time he's here by doing the stupid shit that he does. You can oh, tell I'm I not didn't say he was moral or ethical. Okay, I'm not talking about morals or ethicals. I'm talking about stupidity. I, I don't think he's a stupid man. I think he's I extremely do. intelligent. I, I think he does things and because he does not care about this league. Doesn't oh, I, care I, about you, this you, league. Now you're talking about disrespect, and I don't have any right. with you saying that he's disrespectful. No, yeah, he, I, has I, nothing, he, does. he has no agenda other than to get to move his lot in life, okay? And even though yeah. this time he says he wants to be long-term in Edmonton, bullshit. Okay? If, if the NFL came calling with a job, he'd leave tomorrow. That is correct, Charles. Just like Henry Burris did. That's correct, yep. absolutely. Yep. Okay. And we cannot blame them. No, we can't. No, I'm not. And, and, I, and I won't. <sighs> But I don't understand how, okay, we're not rocket scientists here, okay? And we know he's going to do well, this. So why does anybody recommend him to run a fucking football team in the CFL? There's got to be other guys out there. I, I think I mean, street IQ about a 0.2. And, and his football IQ isn't too bad. But he, he does make a mockery of the CFL. I, uh, 
I'd agree with that a hundred percent, but I do also agree with CJ. And I, I think he personally, I think he's a good coach. Um, I don't know. I think Wally's half rate, but wrong too. Like the way I look at it, you need older guys around to, to advise, but maybe not work full time, but they need to get younger guys in this league, not necessarily in those roles, but again, they probably don't have the money to do it, but where they could sit in the background and groom someone to, to kind of take over. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll get into the East division and it's a little bit different in the East, but there's still plenty of experience over there too. Go ahead, Charles. No, I, I was just listening. That's fine. So here's one of the quotes. There are times organizations are being run by people who have no experience at all. So if they have assets like that, use them. Of a lot of leagues do that. The NFL does that when they bring in all the special core uh, consultants and all that stuff. I think it's a viable way to help pass the knowledge on to people. Okay, he's talking about having like Rick Stubler as a defensive um, consultant, Henry Burris as an offensive consultant, uh, and, and I'm not disagreeing with him in doing this, but the league doesn't allow it. Because of this stupid the management salary cap. Okay? So this is something that has to go away. Now, is this what Wally is referring to? Is this part of the this, um, CBA negotiations and his subtle way of saying, get rid of that fucking shit? Maybe it I is. Mean, Maybe. You never know. I wouldn't argue with sense. him. I'm going to argue with him on his statement that says that there's not enough experience, but maybe it's because, okay, now now the running back coach doesn't have a lot of experience. Well, bring in a running back consultant. You know, be able to do these kind of things. And right now we cannot do these kind of things, and I don't know how they do it. You know, you've only got so many dollars to spread around. It's not that they're, they don't have the money. It's the fact that they're not allowed to spend the money. I mean... You, you look at any pro athlete, and I mean, we're talking about an extreme pro athlete, and um, Tom Brady, okay, we'll use Tom Brady as an, expe- as an example. Do you think Tom Brady has a coach? Do you think he has a fitness coach? Do you think he has a strength and conditioning coach? Yeah, just for him, probably. Just just for him. Oh, 100%. Okay. Like, Tiger Woods has a golf coach. Why not? But now now we're talking about money, though, right? Like, obviously, it would be a good thing. And even if they got rid of that stupid salary cap and everything, can every team in the league afford to do that? I don't know. Some teams probably would do it. Some probably wouldn't. Like, do you think Montreal is going to want to spend any extra money than they have to? Probably not. No. I could see I could see Saskatchewan doing it or Toronto. Toronto's got all the money in the world. They'd do it. Like I, I don't. So I don't does know. Montreal. They do, but the owners in Montreal also want to turn a profit. Which no, they don't. Not really they, they've never said that. They they have more money. They have money falling out of. They have more money on the night table than most provinces have. True. Well, yeah, I didn't say they aren't wealthy, but 
They did. Okay. They, they, there was an article, CJ. They said they they weren't getting into it to lose money. Yeah. Uh, that's all well and good to say, but th- that's not the reality of the situation. No, I know. I agree. You you need it's the CFL. You need someone who's a a fan and wants it as their play toy. But yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, can't, I, I don't believe that that's a correct statement. I'm not not denying that they said that. They didn't get in this thing to lose money, but they were okay if it did. Yeah, it was along those lines. I'm going to see if I can find the article. I don't okay. know if I'll be able to from when they uh, but, purchased the team. You know, they, they, they want to turn the organization around and make it profitable, make it a, 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 a powerhouse of the CFL. A, you can't Correct. do that without spending money. And, and and B, that should be everybody's fucking goal. Okay? It should be everybody's goal to do that. Okay. So, I mean, we can go through East, each Eastern Division team, but I don't think we're going to end up... Uh, with any experience, experienced teams. Inexperience. I mean, Ottawa's probably inexperienced teams. I think Ottawa is probably the, the worst. And, and, but, you know, Paul Apolise is the head coach. Uh, who's, who's the general manager over there? It's uh, uh, Sean, Sean Burke. No, Sean Burke. He's, Sean experienced, Burke. he's experienced, just not as a GM. Yeah. I mean, so and you, I, yeah. it's, it's not like teams are going and just pulling people off the, street, off the street. No. I don't believe that this is what Wally is referring to. Okay? I don't believe that it is. And I think that it's a clickbait article by Three Down Nation. And and I'd like to see Wally be that guy like he was for Edmonton. Like if there's a team struggling or whatever, they're looking for a a GM or a coach in the the off season. A guy like him, and maybe eventually one day, Huff would be would be great guys for the league themselves to hire on to take care of things like that. Okay, so here's here's the last quote that he's got in here, and he says, "I know a lot of people throughout the league." And whether it's a GM, a head coach, a coach, or a player, they know they can call me and we can have a talk. Whether I tell them they can use it this way, they can use it the way that they like. Noting he wouldn't have gotten where he was in his career had he not taken advantage of similar offers. I'm willing to help people, whether it's a coaching situation, whether it's a personnel situation, People have done it for me. I remember when I used to call Cal Murphy or Hugh Campbell or Roy, Roy Shivers, and they, were, and they were with other teams. It wasn't like they were my boss. We'd sit down, we'd talk. If I had something that was on my chest, they'd help me with it. Okay? I don't honestly don't think that if you go up to this headline, organizations are being run by people who have no experience at all. That's not what this article is about, and that's not what Wally said. It's a fucking clickbait article by Three Down Nation. 
Hey, Christopher, Justin, Justin Dunk's got to eat his steak on Friday night, too. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying that there's the article's bullshit. And if you're not man enough to put your name on it, then you shouldn't be, uh, you shouldn't be writing articles. I'm tired of this. Moving on. Do we have any articles in here that aren't three down nation? Uh, the next one, CFLPA. That works for me. Let's do this one. Uh-huh. CFLPA.com. Okay. CFL new board of directors during annual meeting. But this was this is kind of old, isn't it? March third. This is a press release from March third. We're now April sixth. Uh, president of the CFLPA is Solomon Aluminium. First vice president is Ryan King. Everything went quiet. I wonder if I'm still online. I am. Whoever was making noise probably put on their uh, mute button. Cool. Uh, Ryan King is the first vice president. Second vice president is Enoch Mwamba. Third vice president is Adam Bighill. Treasurer is Peter Dykowski. And executive director is Brian Ramsey. Who's Ryan King? That's a lot of vice presidents. It is. And, 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 and there's no reason for that. That's not how you do things. You have a vice president and then you have directors at large. Anyhow, beside the point. This is just football players wanting to feel important. Um, so Solomon Aluminium has been uh, the CFL PA president for the last couple of years. He's now got uh, his old partner, Adam Big Hill, back there for Team 100, as we said that the other day. And, uh, yeah, does this mean any, anything's going to change with the CFL PA? No, it doesn't mean dick squat. I mean, the only one paid – you know, the paid position on this list is Brian Ramsey, board of directors of a of a any type of union are all volunteers. So exec, executive director is not a um, member of the board of directors. I and out. Uh, uh, I, I was just gonna say I see uh, John Bowman and Chad Rempel's name at the bottom of this list too, but that just says outgoing board members. Um, That's right. Yeah. No, I was, I was just curious to see if, uh, if uh, Rampo retired or if he's playing this year again. I uh, don't know, but it, see Adam Big Hill was elected to the list and so was Enoch Mwamba. So by doing that, if you've only got five positions, two people have to leave. Right. And, or either they either didn't didn't run again for board position or they were beat out in the election. We don't know what it was. We don't know whether this uh, board was brought in by acclamation or whether there was a, a heated election debate or what. I, I really have a problem with the CFLPA being any type of an organization at all, doing any good at all. So um, I, I just I, – they're, 
They have about as much strength as a wet noodle. Yeah, they they don't really they can't really get much done. <laughs> and they they, don't, don't, they and have no leverage. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're going into these new CBA uh, negotiations because uh, the CBA actually, I believe, expires like the day before the regular season or something. And they've got nothing. They've got no type of leverage going into this at all. Not like they ever do. Yes, but this is this is even less this time because there is oh, no way that these players have any interest in any sort of work stoppage after losing a season two years ago. There's not going to happen. And having a truncated one last year. Yeah. Four less games. So yeah, there's there's no way that they're. They, they're going to do anything. And even when they had all their uh, perceived power, okay, and they did have a labor shortage, stoppage, when they finally had a contract, they didn't get anything that they were publicly saying that they wanted. They quickly folded they, their tent. Oh, yeah, 100%, like a cheap fucking Canadian tire tent. So they know, stood they, up to the owners. They stood up to the owners. The owners said no. They said okay. Okay. Well, let's go back to football. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Not going there. Will you have anything to say about the CFLPA uh, and their new board of directors? No. Don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care. Well, <laughs> come online here. You off in the bathtub with Patty. Okay, we've lost Will. Where is he? Did we lose Will? No, he's still online. Oh, did he get he's mad that we muted. asked him about the the board of no, directors? He, he, he got he muted and, and left somewhere. Oh. Well, I was having a I was having a power nap, Charles. Sorry. Okay. Um, well, it's nice of you to mute. You're not snoring on the show this time. Well, no, I know. Thank you. You know, because my wife just came down the stairs and said, are you asleep? You're on your podcast. And I said, oh, yeah, okay. And then I took you off mute. So, <laughs> But now I'm now I'm refreshed and I'm good for the next uh, 40 minutes. Okay. 41 minutes and 30 seconds. Right. Okay. So um, did, uh, can you answer the question or did you not hear the question? Could you repeat the question? <laughs> I actually don't know what the question was. Okay. <laughs> Charles, can you help us out? Didn't you ask you him about any... what he thought about the board of directors? <laughs> yes, that's right. What do you think of the new oh. CFLPA's new board of directors? Well, this is why I fell asleep during this session. Don't care. <laughs> right. The PA you know does nothing. The PA does nothing for the CFL. You got a bunch of fucking football players as the directors. Like, you're wasting your fucking time. Um, I mean, what? Did did they elect all these guys because they're all ex-CFL linebackers and it's a linebackers club or something? I don't know. But hey, Here, I, I've got something for you. Let's go back an article to this Wally Buono article, okay? Okay. And it, and it, it, it said... The CFLPA are being run by people who have no experience at all. CFL legend Wally Buono believes the CFLPA needs more veteran consultants. 
I agreed, 100%. <laughs> Wally, you're a genius. Obviously, somebody they, in Three Down Nation got that wrong, right? And, I mean, maybe somebody powerful like Wally Brano could, should head the PA so they can make some money or get some things or something. Oh, he could, somebody he, he's been back. so long into management. I know, I know. <laughs> I'd love to see But he was but he was a he was a former player, so Right, that would be like me going and helping the union. Well, <laughs> and I once again, you know, and I've given you my opinion on you unions. You might have more backbone than some of them. I've I, given I you my opinion on unions numerous times and I just don't believe in them anymore. And I and I guess they're good for people who don't have a big mouth like Will. Okay, but just saying. Oh, they're good if you don't want to work hard. Well, I'm not yeah. going to say anything because my no, we're not going to go my, there because my my, the nephew, is a my nephew my nephew working man's league. Okay. My my nephew has a great job with Manitoba Hydro. Okay, and I'm not saying a thing. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh no, okay. unions. You pay. They pay good. I mean. But anyway. Okay. They're meant for certain people, so. Yes, the unemployable. Um, <laughs> segment five. The Toronto Argonauts were able to pull disruptive defensive end. Disruptive? Charles, did you mean that? I didn't write that. I copy and pasted. Yeah, I don't know why they and said I, that. And I, I, I saw that, and I'm wondering if they're talking about his play. Definitely. I think they must be. Yeah. Okay. So anyhow, let's continue with this. Disruptive defensive end Jagarrett Davis away from the rival Hamilton Tiger Cats in free agency. Will the Tigats regret not getting him re-signed? Of course they will. Of course they will. It's a three-down article. Once again, once again, Jagarrett Davis has been in the CFL for five years, and he's been to the Grey Cup all five years in a row. Has he really? So, yes, oh, sir. Oh, yeah. Holy Christ. I did not realize that. I, huh. Yes, sir. How many times have you won it? I mean, his record ain't that great. Okay. okay, there you go. <laughs> Did he lose all five, or has he? Didn't he win no, one? No, 2018 with Calgary. Right. Okay. No, oh, I didn't know so, Davis played with Calgary. What? I said I didn't even I didn't even realize don't he you, played with Calgary. Rudy, don't you realize Calgary discovers all the great players and then they go to other teams? Come on, not all the great players. BC. Most of the great players. Not all, but quite a few. They are a feeder. I also know Saskatchewan fans that will say the same thing. (laughs) Saskatchewan didn't find Solly or Adam or even Andrew Harris. Those are BC signs. They did find... Buck Pierce what? BC had Buck Pierce. Yeah. They did find Kevin Glenn. 
they found Kevin Glenn, so there you go. Oh, I, I don't. Oh, I don't I'm, think so. No, I'm not, not going to argue that uh, Winnipeg, Winnipeg, uh, notoriously hasn't been great for finding talented players. But I don't care because out of all the sports teams I cheer for, they're the only team that has that philosophy and it's worked for them. So they'll 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 take someone from Saskatchewan, pay him an extra twenty k a year, and he'll flourish in Winnipeg. Huh. Okay. $230,000 in hard money in a one-year contract with the Argos. $230,000. The Toronto Argonauts are paying Jaguar Davis. Uh, I, I like I him, but that's him. overpaid. You know what? But Saskatchewan paid Mika Johnson $250,000 two years ago, and they had Charleston Hughes on their defensive line and wouldn't give him more money, okay? And he was a sack leader for, like, the last three years in a row. So, uh, you know what? It's a one-time thing, and I'm sure he'll he'll take it. And then Jagera Davis is, I hate to say it, he is a bit of a whore, okay? He goes where the money is. He <laughs> left Calgary. He left Calgary because they wouldn't give him money. Um, went to Hamilton. It was good in Hamilton. Now he's in Toronto. So, you know, and once again, you can't blame a guy for making his lot in life. So, not at all. So, okay. Okay. And will he will he help Toronto? Absolutely he'll help Toronto. Will Hamilton miss him? Absolutely Hamilton will miss him. It's that simple. Now, we'll see what happens. The season is coming fast. Where are we now? We're we're April the sixth. When does and CFL training camp start? Very uh it's like first weekend in May, is it not, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, sir it is. And Davis is only 27 years old, so he's in the. He's yeah, just getting he's not old at all. Career. Yeah, where Hughes was kind of towards the end. But no, I just wanted to add that Oops. in. Um, I was actually just on the Riders site there when we were talking about ma- different management on teams, and uh, it's actually only 45 days till they play the Bombers. It's, it's exhibition, so who gives a shit? But yeah, no, it's coming up quick. I still April watch exhibition. It's the start of, of training camp. Rookie camp starts May 11th. May 11th. Okay, we are now April 7th. 34 days. Got it. Close. It's only like, what, four shows, five shows? Yeah. Yep, 100%. That's what it is. Yeah. And we'll be in training camp. And we still have the draft in there. Oh, my God. What is that? Um, That's before training camp. Is it? <laughs> Usually, yeah. Usually, but training camp's very early this year. That's true. Um, CFL draft is May third, less than a month. Yeah. That's a hard draft. It's what? 
that's a hard draft. Like I've never really cared about it, but I wouldn't want to be responsible for it. Cause it's like a, well, do you guys know what the BC junior hockey league is? Yeah, sure. Yes. Okay. So it's similar to that, right? So we have the MJHL Manitoba junior hockey league in Manitoba. So what I'm getting at, so in those leagues, you want to pick someone who's, who's, who you think if you have the first pick, you want someone who you think is good enough to be really good in your league, but not good enough to make the WHL same, same concept in the CFL. You want to try picking someone who's good enough to be a great player in the CFL, but he, he like hopefully won't make the NFL. I don't know. I just, I think it's a hard draft. Interesting concept. I don't know. Okay, so what's your thoughts here? Jaguar Davis pulled away from the Thai Cats. Thai Cats regret not signing him. Will said his piece. Did you, you two get something in on that? Yeah, no, I think he's a great player. Mm-hmm. I think he's, I think he's one of the best, if not the best, linebackers in the league. It's funny, too, because last season... He's a defensive uh, end, not a linebacker. Def- yeah, I was going to say he's Art. not a linebacker, but yeah. I remember sorry, last D-E. season, Will... Sorry, go on. No, I was just saying, yeah, sorry, D.E., defensive end. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just saying, I remember last season, I we were talking about different defensive plays and stuff like that, and I remember Will saying, because uh, we were talking about guys like Charleston Hughes and uh, other guys like that, and I remember Will saying, you know what, Jigar Davis is better than all of them. And I didn't really think about it much at the time, but after that, uh, I was, um, whenever Hamilton was playing, I would watch him more closely. Uh, when I was at the Grey Cup in, um, in Hamilton last year, I kind of made a point to watch him a little more closer too. And I gained a whole new perspective and a whole new respect for Jagger Davis just how good he actually is uh, because he is outstanding. And I, I, he always got the, always, the other guys always get mentioned before him, but he is absolutely a spectacular defensive player. And I have no idea why Hamilton did not resign him. That boggles the mind to be perfectly honest. Well, for me, I just learned that now. I thought they let him go because of age, but I mean, he's not. That yeah, he's not old. That, that's that the problem. Zero sense. Yeah, that makes zero sense because he's twenty-seven years old. So, I I think it's just a cap thing. That's all it can be. Or he goes where the money is. Toronto offered him more money. Simple as that. Don't don't forget a lot of. Uh... A lot of Toronto te- Toronto's team currently is Calgary East, and maybe he still has buddies he played with in Calgary. That makes a difference too. So, yeah, yeah, they are Calgary East, hundred percent. Hmm. Okay, what are we doing now? And I was going to say just just to just to clarify what Charles was saying. The person who brought my attention to to Jagera uh, Davis was uh, Chris Luthala, and because he spotted him right away, and he 
he was saying in his first year that this guy is going to be the best defensive end in the CFL by far and away. And I started watching him after that. And, uh, yeah, he is, he is, he's a pretty amazing guy. So. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say by like far, but I, yeah, I'd, I'd take him over Jefferson. I, I, yeah, I would. Well, and, and if you, if you really listen to the show, uh, um, uh, Oh my God! If you really listen to the show, Rudy, you know what Willie thinks of of Willie Jefferson. I think he's the most overrated defensive end in the CFL. Yeah, yeah, you've said that for a while. Yeah, he is. He is, and I've never been. I like. Don't get me wrong. I don't not like him, but I've always my guy. I like Jackson Jeffcoat, and I think Jeffcoat's one of the most underrated in the league, and I think Jefferson's one of the most overrated in the league. Interesting. Okay, so moving on because we're done with this. Uh, three-time Grey Cup champion Chris Moore blames per, pervasive, pervasive. Who? Tressman. Pervasive. Yeah. Okay. Tressman system, not the rules for CFL's offensive decline. Now, I read this article when it first came out, and I found it quite interesting and a, a, a really different twist on things. He basically said that the majority of the coaches in the CFL at this time have played underneath Mark Tressman and or someone who Mark Tressman trained. And Mark Tressman's offensive um, – concept of taking the, the whatever the defense gives you, the, the short underneath passes, the short runs, the it's okay, we've got three downs, let's make it 10 yards and three downs, regardless of what happens sort of thing, and just kind of chisel away at the field, moving up and scoring points and winning games. And that's the Tressman philosophy on offense. And I'm, as I'm reading this, he they're, he's not wrong. And the problem with it is, and why they're saying that this system is no longer working, is the defense now is keying up on how to prevent this. And, you know, and we go through offensive swings and defensive swings, and right now we're going through a defensive swing where it's being able to shut down the Trustman system. So now we need the Chris Jones system, or we need the um, Craig Dickinson system, or we need something out of the states that we haven't seen before. We need something to move forward in doing this. The problem is is that the majority of the coaches in the CFL at this point in time have been taught by Mark Tressman and or somebody who has been trained by Mark Tressman. That's what this article is about. I found it very interesting, uh, and uh, I – I was challenged to find anything the matter with it. William. Well, I didn't read the article because I I read the opening line, and it's like, you know what? Football, I'm sorry. Football has been pretty much the same for 50 years. Offense, defense. If you're an offensive player or an offensive coach, don't you take what the defense will give you? 
Isn't that always the philosophy? You take what they give you on the field. So did Mark Tressman have that big of that's an influence a, that, on the that, – That's a lazy man's attitude. Okay. Did Mark Tressman – did he influence the whole CFL? I don't fucking think so. No. He used, to, he, used to, he used to get to the final all the time. Did he win all the finals? You're a good one for this, Christopher. How many did he win out of how many was he at? Not Two. very many. But he did okay. get there a lot. I mean, maybe sure he didn't he win did. the cup, but he did get to the Grey Cup game quite a few times. Beat the okay, Jacks so, twice. But... So, so is the goal to get to the Grey Cup or is the goal to win the Grey Cup? It's to win it, obviously. You're right. Right. Okay. So, how how many times okay. has, has Dave Dickinson won the Grey Cup? Um, as a player, I Three? don't know. As a coach, no, as a no, coach, as a coach, one, one. How many did John Huffnagel win? Uh, a couple, I think. Okay. Yeah, Mark Tressman won, won two. Yeah. Okay, I don't think there's any coaches in the CFL that have won more Grey Cups. More than two? Then, you mean an yeah, all-time? What, what, what head coach in the CFL has won two, more than two Grey Cups as a head coach in the CFL? Hugh Campbell. He's not in the CFL right now. I you thought you mentioned all time. Are you, are you talking Mark about just players Mark now? Mark isn't in the CFL either. I understand that. <laughs> okay. So say what you mean, not what you're thinking. Because well, I thought you mentioned all time. Current, we're talking about the current coaches in the CFL that okay. have been around and that have a, a lot of them, or the majority of them, have been in the Tressman system, or taught by Mark, or taught by somebody who was taught by Mark. Huh. Okay, that's what is this it, article's about. And now, okay, is, well, 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 but is there is there world. any? Is there any? Mike O'Shea, when we're talking this time next year. Oh, I sound like I'm from Winnipeg. Mike O'Shea didn't play under Mark Tressman. No, but he's going to have three Grey Cups at this time next year. Yeah, well, that's not what we're talking about. Dave Dickinson didn't play under Mark Tressman. No, and that's so what, what I was the fuck are they talking about? Cal- Calgary and Winnipeg, and yeah, Saskatchewan. They don't they don't play like how Tressman played. I mean, it, it won him two Grey Cups. Um, football is about strategy. It, it worked twice for them. It got them to multiple Grey Cups that they didn't win. But uh, I don't know what you guys thought. I, I, I'm not a big fan of that style of football, but that's that's what he did. But I I don't see how it fully influenced the league. Um, what what did they do? They they threw it to what was his name? Ben Cahoon. He'd, he'd get three, four, five yards, and he'd get smoked again and again and again. I have ultimate respect for Ben Cahoon. Well, so mm-hmm. do I, but it was, uh, I don't know. I like seeing long balls, but um, I don't know. I don't think it's in- influenced the league today. I mean, sure, some teams will throw those type of plays into their playbook, but they're not 
they're not just doing that and nothing else, right? Nobody said they're doing nothing else. But that, that, anyhow, okay, fine. Guys didn't read the article. You didn't, you, you, we're, we're not on the same level of this discussion. So I, I thought there was a lot of merit to it. Because I probably would have taken the same position you had if I hadn't read it. Moving on. Charles, what do you say? I have to say here. You, you've been very quiet. Well, just like it says, I mean, I'd, but like, like Will and like Rudy both pointed out, I mean, stuff like this, the whole uh, giving what the quarterback is, I mean, a lot of that is old, kind of old school mentality. Now, maybe um, it could have been that um, Trestman came in and kind of revolutionized it a little bit and kind of made a uh, twist on it, but made it popular. But I don't know if you can really blame, uh, put the blame at Mark Trestman's feet and the people who played him. I just think that, you know, that that's just how how it's played basically. So um, maybe. And, Maybe he, um, like you said, made it a little more popular and so on. But I, I don't know if I'm going to sit there and blame Mark Tressman. I'm not blaming Mark Tressman either, nor is the uh, writer of this article, which was, by the way, Three Down Nation. Okay? And I'm not going to defend the article. What I'm trying to say is that the, people, the CFL has followed that philosophy of, 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 of chipping away at the defense or giving only taking what the defense is offering them. Now the defense now has evolved to the point where they have now combated it. And that is why the CFL offense is sputtering and there isn't as much scoring in the CFL is because okay. it, 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 the, the wave has now changed. Okay. The, the, that offense was working. Now the defense has countered it. Now the offense ha- now has to change up and ca- counter itself. That's what this article is about. Okay? It, it, it's not about blaming Mark Tressman for the woes of the CFL at this point in time. It's saying that he, he made popular a, a offensive scheming that went across the league and was successful. It's no longer successful because the defense now has said, well, okay, we know what you're going to do. We're going to figure this out, right? And that's what they're doing. So now it, it's time to, for the offense to evolve again. And then we're going to have an offensive burst in the CFL. And somebody's going to say, well, it's all because Randy Ambrosi did this. Okay. We changed this rule. We changed. Well, you don't need to change the rules. You just let need the, the the ebb and the flow of the CFL to evolve and carry on because the offense is now going to come up and become strong again on something the defense hasn't figured out yet. Mm-hmm. What we well, need is, is is what we need is new blood in the league. We need some NCAA coaching up here, and that's where yeah, I think fine the with league that. fails. I think that that's where the league fails is that we bring in the Michael Shays. And, and I'm not saying that we failed with Michael Shea. I'm just saying that people who have been nothing but in the CFL 
Dave Dickinson, Craig Dickinson, uh, Rick Campbell. Uh, I mean, we this league was prosperous when we brought in uh, Huffnagel, who came out of the, the States, right? And, and, and we were bringing – Chris Jones came out of the States, and, and Orlando Steinauer came out of the States. And all these people who had coaching experience south of the border prior to being CFL coaches. Yes, I know Orlando Steinauer was in the CFL. But do you see where I'm coming from with this? Okay, yeah, I, I get that now. And I, I think you make good points there, to be honest. We need to have somebody thinking outside of the CFL box if we want the CFL box to evolve. If we want more of the same, then keep hiring more of the same people. Okay, that I guess. Mark Tressman did come in from the U.S. from, you know, having experience coaching south of the border. And does it have to be American? No, it could be Germany. I don't care where it is. I just need somebody to come into the CFL that is with new, fresh ideas, whether it's coaching or marketing or anything. You cannot continue doing the same thing over and over again and expect different results. It's the definition of insanity. Yep. That's what this article speaks to me. Yeah, and what you say makes some sense. What you say makes a lot of sense. That's explained better. Probably explained it better than the actual article did. Okay, that, that, that's what I read out of it. Okay, is you know the, the offense in the CFL is becoming stale. Now this this author particularly pointed this out at Mark Tretzman, and 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 whether he's right or wrong, I don't know. I just understand what he's trying to say. And I also understand that the defense is, is dealt with that. Now we have to, we have to do something different and it's not a rule change that we need. It's fresh blood. In reality, when was the last time the CFL less let fresh blood into the CFL? Chris Jones, Mark Trussman. Well, no, they let what's-his-name in in Montreal about four or five years ago. What was his name? He was from the States. Yeah, and, and, he, and, lasted, and, and he lasted And he lasted six games, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. And, and, and Jeff Tedford didn't do all that well. Yeah, Jeff Tedford from, from Oregon or wherever he was from, right. Fresno State. Uh, that didn't work out that well either, right? And and what about those those two Teasers from Hamilton, June Jones and uh, the other guy. Okay. Well, actually, so, that wasn't a bad that wasn't a bad experiment because he did come that out. That wasn't a bad experiment, stuff. right? They didn't stick around. Because they my, had. My, Go ahead. My my point being is that if if we don't try these things, yes, we we tried Jeff Tedford and it failed. And yes, we tried. Uh, I don't even remember the guy in Montreal. Do you remember the guy in Montreal's name? No, I don't. <laughs> Are we talking he about the um, long. the guy? Yeah, I know. States, I, he was a, he was yeah, a veteran coach. He was I'm a veteran trying to remember coach. what his name was. I know the guy that 
Mike was it Mike Sherman, the guy that used to coach in Green Mike Bay? Sherman. Yeah. There you go. Mike, Mike, Mike Sherman. Sherman. Mike Sherman. That's who it was. The, the guy That's that got, got tied up in his headset. Yeah. Right, right. And he and he made Anthony Calvillo their offensive coordinator. Yes, yeah, yeah. With like, no experience whatsoever. That's correct. Right, but he had none either. True. No, true. Right. So I I don't have a problem with, with bringing these people in, but you have to surround them with people who know the CFL so that at least they can get the rules right because they are different. But, you know, if you watch uh, trick plays by NCAA teams, I mean, I, I, I don't understand how um, uh, Jeff Reinbold did, wasn't successful. Now, I, I know that it was in a very bad time with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and that was in the Joe Mack era, and, and, and he couldn't build a team to save his life. It's not the coach's fault that they were so dismal. But I think uh, Reinbold would have made a, a phenomenal head coach just uh, for the simple uh, fact I, that he was I, willing to do shit. But uh, Jeff Reinbold was Jeff Reinbold was way before Joe Mack. It had nothing to do with Joe Mack. But Jeff Reinbold, yeah, okay. I, I I think he was he was too young and too inexperienced back then. And if you took yeah, a Jeff that, Reinbold now, if you took a Jeff Reinbold now, I would I would give him a better shot at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. I was gonna say I think he would do well as a as a head coach now. I, I mean. The the one fault that I would always throw at Wally Buono was he was too conservative. I always yeah at times he very much was yep like to to do a trick play or 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 to go for it on third down or to do whatever else just wasn't in his nature. Yeah, and well, a lot he of those became older the winningest coach. He was the winningest coach in CFL history. What he did wasn't wrong, but it lacked entertainment. Yeah. And there are a lot of those old school coaches and stuff like that, and not all of them, but some of them that, that think for some reason if you do a trick play, it's, it's kind of uh, disrespectful to the game of football. I mean, I'm not saying that that's the, the right or anything, but there were some older coaches that had that mentality. Yeah, I, I just, uh, they didn't like gimmick plays, as they said. I, I'm not but, I mean, that. I, I, I agree you, with that, but let's see it. And if you look at the CFL traditionally in the past forty years, I mean, they haven't. They don't bring fresh fresh blood in. They train from within, and they become the head coaches and the future stars of the CFL. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I, I I understand that. I mean, let's let's face it. Who wants to watch a kick return where the guy just goes and runs up the field? Everything else, okay? It, that's exciting. Brandon Banks was an exciting returner, okay. And and Lucky Whitehead is an exciting returner, okay. But yeah. let's face facts. Who does not want to see a return where there's a reverse or a double reverse? Yeah. Sure. Okay. And, and these don't even have to be speed demons. Just the fact that they're doing something different. Yeah, you know, I, I, 
and that's exciting. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure, and and maybe you will agree with me, Christopher. The only reason Bo Levi doesn't take the ball ninety yards down the field running is because Dave Dickinson won't let him. <laughs> True. <laughs> no, it's not. Bo Levi can't run. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that was funny. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it's going to stay the same. It's not going to change. I'm sorry. It's not going to change, and I don't I, think I, it has to change. I I don't think it has to change either. But I, I mean, it would be nice to have an injection of adrenaline. Sure, but I wish I wish I could tell you that that the NFL is like that too, that, that they're innovative and everything. They're not fucking innovative at all. I've been watching no, the they same really game. Are. I've been watching the same game for 40 years. I, I'm not arguing with you. And that's why I used NCAA as an example, because they are innovative. Well, yeah, but they're also, they're also kids and, 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 you know, I mean, I know, I know it's still big business, but for some reason, it's not as big business, and it's not as as tough as the NFL is. You know what I mean? Guys don't, you know, they lose their jobs in the in the in the NCAA for the same reason the guys in the NFL lose their jobs for not winning. Yeah, but I 100%. but I think you can but I think you can try anything in the NCAA and get away with it. You probably yeah. could. Okay, so. But a I lot mean, of I think, the NCAA coaches are, are are auditioning just as much as players are. They, they are. Yes. And that's yes. why I think Jeff Reinbold would make a hell of a head coach right now. Yeah, but I tend to wonder, is that is that one year in Winnipeg or two years in Winnipeg, did that fuck him for the rest of his life? It shouldn't have, well, because it, coaches have... It didn't fuck La, La Police. Yeah, but La Police wasn't as bad as Reinbold was. Reinbold was just a fucking train wreck. La Police okay. coached him to a great cup appearance. Reinbold, I don't think, won more than four games in a season. I don't care. I just like the man. I, I just love his passion on the sidelines. He's fun to watch. Oh, yes, he is. No, and and back then, and back then, and I would have to go back and see how old he was back then and how much experience he had, because that's exactly what it was. It was lack of experience. Yeah, he got so much more now. I think the only person who did worse than than Jeff Reinbold was Matt Dunnigan, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. that That was a fucking train wreck before it came out of the tunnel. Yeah, he's not getting a chance back. (laughs) You know? Okay. We need to talk about that other one for three minutes. The next one. Which other one? Matthew Cox. Article. Or Jeremy O'Day. Huh? Yeah. three left. The one about Matthew O'Day not chasing Cody Fajardo with a new contract. (laughs) Riders are not in discussion on an extension with QB Cody Fajardo. Jeremy O'Day 
uh, a sign of lack of confidence in him. Uh, why would you be signing an extension before the season started? I don't understand this. Why would anybody want to be doing this? Well, because when he, when he has the breakout season and wins the Great Cup, he's going to be a free agent. <laughs> I, I'm just completely at a loss on this one. <laughs> um, okay, I'll tell you why. When Saskatchewan okay. signed Cody Fajardo, the only reason we're talking about Cody Fajardo is because Zach Kolaris got hurt. And if Zach Kolaris hadn't got hurt, Cody Fajardo would still be the backup that he always was. No, 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 no. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have made the, the, the team the next year. I was going to say, he but, might be out of the league if he didn't. But, but, but he uh, managed to wiggle through that season and look half decent, and then they signed him to a contract. And and you wouldn't believe because was it the 2000? It was the 2019 Grey Cup in Calgary. Who I went to a lot of the festivities before during the week, and I was in the rider room when Cody Fajardo showed up, and he got up on stage and told all the Saskatchewan fans how close they were going to be to getting to the Grey Cup and just next season they'd get to the Grey Cup. And I'm listening to this guy and I'm like, buddy, you're signing your death certificate because these are writer fans. They believe every fucking thing you say. (laughs) But if you don't perform, they will hate you forever. And I think they're getting to that point. And 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 he's a backup. Saskatchewan is not going to do this as well this year as they did last year, as well as they did the year before. They on a downward slide. Now, is it because of the coaching? Is it because of the team? Is it because of the quarterback? I don't give a shit. They are on a downward slide. And, and it's not going to be like it was when they won the last Grey Cup in Saskatchewan because everybody's thinking they'll be the team in Saskatchewan because the Grey Cup's there. I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. No. And they and made the shit out of them. Improving. Okay. That will upset a lot of Ryder fans. Yeah. Well, jeez. Hey, I'm going to do a, a, all sorts of told you so's with Rod Peterson. This is going to be fun. Okay. Uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 481. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. Uh, we've, uh, we talked about football. We had some fun. We ran out of time. We still have a couple of things. Matthew Cause gives his all-time draft team. Uh, Canadian athletes are on the final ballot on the fifth John Cornish trophy is selected by panel of voters across camp. Okay. We didn't really miss anything in those last two. Uh, it's 30 seconds left in the show. Charles, say good night. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll be talking to you again next week. And Rudy. Good night, fellas. Uh, fun talking tonight. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hey, Rudy, do you know why I, I, I put Will last? So he can say go out. No, because he hangs up before you finish your talking. And so I always got to put Will last. Go ahead, Will. Ten seconds. Okay. You know what? There's new talk that there's going to be something in Halifax this year or next year or the year after. Go Scooters! <laughs> <laughs>